Hello, and welcome to Stuff I Fucked Up. I'm your host, Andy Wallace, and this is a podcast about stuff I fucked up. So I'm sitting here again in my living room, looking at my notebook full of notes for this podcast. Believe it or not, I do make notes. Some of them I actually write, but not this one. I just made some notes. And I'm looking at my notebook, and it's just such a sad sight. I don't think I've ever had a notebook that wasn't just page after page of wasted space. Like, you see those people who have, like, really neat writing, and every single page of their notebook is filled with notes, and they, like, check stuff off and cross stuff out when it's done. Like, I just, I can't, I waste every single notebook that I get, whether they whether it's nice or just like a spiral notebook or whatever. I just waste so many pages. I'll write one thing on one page and then someone will tell me something and I'll go to write it down. And instead of writing it down like further down on the page, I'll just start on a new page or I'll just start in the middle of like an older page. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with my brain. I can't make a notebook work. It's just such a waste. Is there a strategy to taking notes that I never learned about that, uh, that other people know about? I don't know. Write in. Let me know. It's like, and I just make so many spelling mistakes and my, my writing is terrible and it's, it's like, it's almost on the same level as like a birthday card for me. Whenever I have to write in a birthday card, it doesn't matter how hard I concentrate. I will make a spelling mistake. I will have to cross something out. Like I'll, for some reason, my brain will just like fuck itself into forgetting how to write letters. Like I won't, I'll forget how to write a D or something or a G. Anyway, write, I can't write. I write, I'm a right-handed writer, but for some reason I never learned how to slant my paper properly. So I still rub all the ink as I go across the page because I write like a left-handed person, if that makes sense. You'd have to see it, I guess. Anyway, um, yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to write my notes. I'm trying to, you know, do better on the Instagram thing. And it's just the fucking internet. It just ruins your life. It's just there to just tell you how shitty you're doing. Everything is like, not only how, how shitty you're doing, how great other people are doing, but like, it's just all self-help. But like, I don't need that much self-help. Like, it gives you so many self-help suggestions that you're like, fuck, there must be something wrong with me. Like, every other video is like, how to feel happy with your life, how to eat right, what exercises you should be doing, how to feel like a complete person, how to make your soul filled up. Like, I'll take like a couple of those, but it's like every one. Is the internet trying to tell me what, a, like, that I am that big of a failure and a loser? I don't know. But I do watch, you know, and that's my fault. I do watch one every once in a while. And I, and I was listening to one about doing affirmations a couple weeks back. Just do some affirmations every morning. It'll have a positive effect on your life. Imagine a guy a guy that sounds like me doing affirmations. I am a useful person. 
People like me. People like to be around me. I contribute to society. My ideas are meaningful. <laughs> anyway, this thing was like, I was reading about this thing where like you write something down a whole bunch of times uh, for a bunch of days in a row and it's supposed to help it manifest, help, help the universe manifest it. But really what you're doing is just brainwashing yourself into thinking about that thing <laughs> and prioritizing that thing. But anyways, I saw we, we have all these issues. Uh, we're doing renos, a bunch of shit in our house broke. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to manifest. I, I want to make more money. I want to make more money somehow. It doesn't have to be in my job. It can just be another thing, some way to make more money. So I, I started writing it down and writing it down. And wouldn't you know it, the last two weekends, my wife has been offered extra overtime shifts at work. So I guess it worked. I guess it worked. I mean, I didn't have to do anything, so it worked out great. So if you want to manifest something for yourself, just write it down a bunch of times, and then hopefully someone else in your life will do all the actual work to make that thing happen. But um, anyway, the reason why I was writing down that I need more money is because, and this is going to be a bit of a lengthy tale, so strap in. Uh, we just, uh, when we moved into our house, uh, both bathrooms upstairs, there's a master bathroom and a guest bathroom, and they're both outdated. And we took a, like, they're just not, they're not in good, good shape. Uh, they're old. So we wanted to redo them, but of course we didn't have money. And some would argue we still don't have the money, but it's become such an issue that we've decided to uh, renovate the washrooms. Uh, so this is how it all started, though. On the second night we lived in the house, I was assembling some furniture downstairs, and my wife went to take a shower upstairs in the master washroom, and I was putting together a chair, and I could just hear something behind me. I didn't know what it was. It was just like a weird... So finally, I clue in that something's going on. I turn around and I look up and there's water dripping through the ceiling. Second night in the house. So I run upstairs. I turn the shower off, turn the shower off. My wife turns the shower off. And we discover that it was a shower with a, it's a shower, like a cased glass casing shower. And through the crack in where the door opened, the water had leaked through and the tiles in the washroom were so old that the water that was going through the crack of the shower door was leaking down through the grout and into the ceiling and through the drywall into the kitchen. So second day, we have a big paint bubble crack thing in the top of our kitchen. And my wife is completely freaking out. She's like, the house is going to flood. There's going to be mold everywhere. But anyway, so we basically rope off the master bathroom at that point. Um, we, uh, we knew that the grout was fucked, but also like the shower handle, uh, it like wouldn't fully ever turn off the shower, which means that the cartridge in the shower handle is broken. So we're like, well, we'll at least fix that. So we go to Home Depot, we get a new cartridge. We go to put it in. And we turn the water off. 
it's it's not it's not a crazy installation. Uh, it's it's something that most people should be able to do themselves. We take off the shower handle. We put the new cartridge in. It's fitting. It seems a bit weird, but we get it all fit back in. I put on the shower handle. I go, okay, <laughs> go turn on the water. My wife turns on the water. We turn the shower on, turn it off. It seems to be working. We're standing there, and about three seconds later, the shower handle flies off, hits me in the chest. The cartridge comes flying out of the pipe, and water is just splashing into me like a fire hydrant. It's coming straight out of the wall <laughs> into me. So I scream at my wife to go turn the water off. She runs downstairs. She goes into the basement, the basement of our house, which is a crawl space. Like you remember in The Wizard of Oz when they went down in that cellar thing when the tornado came and then Dorothy couldn't get in. That's that's what my basement is. It's like a door in the ground that you have to walk down into. So she goes, she turns off the water. Meanwhile, water's gotten all over the place, leaking through the kitchen ceiling again. So at that point, we just say, Okay, this shower is fucked. We're never using it uh, until we get a new washroom, whenever that is. So uh, we just have been using our guest washroom, which is a tub shower, for the last year and a half. We're like, at least we have a place to shower, whatever. And if we, you know, we can use the sink and stuff in the master washroom. But basically, it's not usable. So we finally decide to give the go-ahead on these renovations. And um, so they're going to be happening over the next couple weeks, both washrooms getting done. So we're going to do one washroom first, the master, and then the guest washroom so that we have somewhere to shower while the master, well, the master washroom didn't work, but we need one place to keep showering while the other washroom's getting worked on. So my wife and I had noticed that the shower handle in the guest washroom had also been... Uh, getting a little bit stiff when you go to turn it off. And I kept telling her, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. We're getting, we're having it, we're getting it renoed soon anyways. We just need to make it till whenever the renos start. Well, wouldn't you know it, the night we say to the contractor, okay, we're ready to start, the shower handle breaks and my wife's taking a bath and the water won't stop coming out of the faucet. It's broken. The handle's just spinning around, spinning around. So I go, I turn the water off. I pull off the shower handle. I'm like, it's got to be the cartridge. I know cartridges now. I know all about this. And I try to take it out, and it's completely stuck in the pipe. I can't get it out. I look on YouTube. They're like, I got to do is get this cartridge out, put a new one in, and you'll be fine. But I can't get it out. And I'm trying. I'm trying to get it out. And we need that, like... At this point, the water has to be turned off because there's no on-offs on the pipes in the shower. So I just have to have the water turned off or there's going to be water constantly flowing out of the faucet into the tub. So I need to get it fixed within a quick period. So we go to sleep that night. I wake up the next morning. I keep going at this cartridge. I got pliers. I got a plumber's wrench. I'm hitting it with a hairdryer. People said heat it up. Sometimes that helps it come out. I'm doing everything. And eventually I get it so that part of the cartridge comes out, but part of it is completely broken off on the inside and I can't get to it. So I call the plumber because I need to, to get this taken care of. And the plumber shows up and immediately 
he looks and he goes, oh, you fucked up the pipe. Why, why would you try and take this out yourself? And this is a, this is my problem with with repairmen and tradesmen. They always think like obviously they are the experts, and for that their services cost a fair amount of money. Their labor costs money, and they're always pissed when you try to do it yourself. But it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I try to fucking do it myself so that I could avoid you coming into my house with your fucking awful non-flossing beef breath coffee breath fucking onion boy coming into my house stinking up my house talking down to me like i'm an idiot which i am why wouldn't i do that so anyway we had already purchased like a new shower head and so we had all the shit and uh, I was like, here's all the shit. All you got to do is just, all I want is the shower handle replaced for now. We're about to reno this washroom. All you got to do is replace the handle. I have the valve. I have all the cartridges. Like, here you go. Just, can you just do it? Cause I'm too scared that I'm going to have another fucking fire hydrant incident and I'm going to be putting water through my, you know, living room ceiling. So he goes, he looks at me and he's not happy. He's not happy. He's not happy with the things I've bought. Or, or the commands that I'm giving to him. So anyway, he goes to work. Now, we'll just pause on that story for a second because over the summer, we had also uh, discovered that our oven no longer worked. Our stove uh, would not bake anything. So during the summer, we just decided to leave it because we didn't have any money to pay for a new stove. And most stuff we could do on the barbecue or cook on the stovetop or we have an air fryer as well so summer went by and then fall went by and now we're into winter and we still don't have uh, an oven and we're going to be having people over at christmas and it's just generally inconvenient i don't know how many times you've tried to cook a lasagna on your barbecue or make a full roast beef dinner in an air fryer <laughs> but it gets old pretty quickly so we're like, we need a new oven, but we don't want to, we don't have enough money to pay for a, for a brand new oven. So there's a restaurant near us that was selling an oven that they'd been using. This is like an industrial oven, high powered gas oven. And it was like a normally very expensive oven. They're selling it for like 500 bucks. So we're like, done, please give it to us. And it would fit in our kitchen perfectly. Like, Here's the thing. Our kitchen's made out of all Ikea shit, not our choice. It was like that when we moved in. But when you buy a kitchen made out of all of Ikea shit, it's like a university textbook. It's going to be good for about one year, and then they're going to put out a new volume, and your fucking shit will be all out of order, and it won't work. And you'll have to sell it back to the fucking bookstore for 50 cents and then buy the new $500 version. That's what Ikea kitchens are like. So we had to hunt far and wide just to find a stove that would fit in the stove slot where our stupid Ikea stove fit in our fucking dumb kitchen. And luckily this restaurant had that for the most part. So we get the stove, we get it, and there's only one drawback, which is it's a gas stove. Uh, it's for natural gas. And we're on propane. So the lady's like... You just need to purchase this conversion kit and then have a guy install it on your stove or you can try and do it yourself, but 
I'm going to have a guy because I will blow up my house. So they're like, all you got to do is purchase this kit. We're like, fine. So we get the stove. It sits on our porch for like two weeks. We find what we think is the kit, which is fucking impossible to find. We find it at this appliance store. So I, but I have to go pick it up. So I go to the appliance store. I pick up the stove, uh, the the kit. I go in, and it's like all shiny new shit. And all these salesmen come, and they're all over you. They're like, "What are you looking for today?" You see this model right here? It's four thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah, "I'm just here for a shitty conversion kit because I'm poor." And they're like, "Oh yeah, just go to the back. Just go." They have no immediately have no interest in me. They're like, "Go to the back. The back is just a warehouse where one." lonely obese man works and let me tell you this guy's smell like he's in like probably like a a two or three thousand foot square foot warehouse this guy's smell was permeating the entire warehouse we're talking like 30 foot ceilings this poor bastard back there just sweating away moving fucking refrigerators around anyway he gives me the kit he's really nice I feel terrible for them. These guys clearly all shit on them, these stupid salesmen. I get the kit. I go back in the car. I look at the kit. Something doesn't look right. It doesn't look like it has all the parts that I need that I looked up on the internet. So I pull up my browser and I look and it's not the right kit. So I'm still in the parking lot. I go back in the store, back past the salesman, into the warehouse, see my smelly friend. And he's like, oh, yeah, if you want to do a return, you have to take photos of it, send them in to the company, tell them why you're returning it, and at that point, they will either approve it or not approve it. It's like literally five minutes later. I can't just give them my credit card back and get the refund. So I'm like, how long is that going to take? He's like, I don't know, probably a few days. So I fucking leave. I take the pictures. I send them in. I give them my reasons. It's the wrong thing, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, I get an email. We have approved your refund. You need to take it back to the store. So I take it back to the store, go past the salesman, into the warehouse. Somehow, somehow it smells even worse. And I look at my friend, my, 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 uh, <laughs> my worker friend, and he's still wearing the same clothes that I saw him wearing like three days earlier. And it's not a uniform. It's like street clothes. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, they approved my refund. He's like, great. At this point, we're like friends. And uh, he's like, great. Okay, takes it back. He gives me the invoice. I'm like, okay, do you need my credit card? He's like, nah. Now what you got to do is you have to call them to make sure they apply the refund to the credit card. So I'm like, okay, let me get this straight. I had to write them a letter pleading to them to give me a refund for this kit. And now they've approved it, but I still have to call them to make sure that they actually do the work that they promised me that they would do. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I go home, I call them. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, it should be there. It should be there. The refund should be there. Just call us if it's not there. So I go back home. I go all the way back home. This is in the city, mind you. So I go all the way back home. I go on the website of the stove that we bought. I specifically order the part from the stove company, which is based in the U.S., which you'd think was a good thing, but it isn't. 
And they're like, yeah, with duty and customs, it's going to be about $170 for that kit. Now, meanwhile, I was paying like 80 bucks for it at this place. It wasn't the right one. But they're like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. They don't supply it anywhere in Canada. And pandemic, COVID. And I'm just like, I fuck, send it. So they send it. I get the kit. And I call a gas installation guy to come and do it for me. And it just so turns out that he's going to be coming on the same day when my shower would not turn off. So now I got a plumber coming, a pissed off plumber working on my shower and just a, just an alcoholic, like an alcoholic chain smoking gas installation technician downstairs working on my stove. So the gas guy's working away. Nice guy. For sure a huge huge alcoholic. He smelled like booze and cigarettes, but like, I don't care. I, I don't judge. I, I mostly smell like booze and cigarettes as well. So <laughs> the plumber comes down. He's like, all right, it's all done. It took him like 40 minutes, not even a full hour. So I'm like, okay, great. This isn't going to be, be a full hour of labor. He, he turns around his little iPad with his charge. $600. $600. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, that's... Uh, that's what it costs to do that kind of work. And when the guy's standing there, it's like, what are you going to do? We, I don't know anything about parts, but I know I had all the parts. I thought that would have saved me something. So I sign. He gets out of there. My wife immediately sends an email to the, <laughs> to the plumbing company complaining. And the gas guy is like, yeah, okay, I hooked it up, but this new like little pipe on the back of the stove means you can't push the stove all the way back in and so like it's not going to go flush against the wall so what you need to do is I need to punch a hole in your floor because I can't get through the drywall here because the last asshole that lived here lined up all these two by fours behind the drywall so there's no room for this box to go so really it needs to go into the floor and I need to break through your your tile and your subfloor to put it there but I don't have the tools with me to do that today so I can't do that today so I'm gonna have to come back and I'm like okay and he's like oh and there's one other little problem which is that uh the oven won't turn off it's just on no matter what and I'm like what he's like yeah look he opens up the oven he's like look the the knob is saying the oven's off but the you can clearly see the pilot lights on and the oven is running and I'm like okay so let me get this straight so my old oven would not turn on and this one will not turn off and he's like yeah I'm like okay and he's like, I'm not an appliance guy. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with it. I just hook up gas lines. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Okay, I'll see you later. 200 bucks for that guy. So in the 24-hour period, in less than 24 hours from when I said yes to the renovations, I spent like $800 plus another 200 for the kit to convert my stove, which now won't turn off. So I spent $1,000 in, 
I'd say about 16 hours. Anyway. The renos are going ahead. My stove now is unplugged at all times. And I just plug it in when I need to, when I need the pilot light in the oven to ignite. And that's how I've been living my life. And I don't even feel anything. I don't even care now. I don't even care. Like once you start spending money like that, like serious money or serious for me, like thousands, you're just like, oh, what was I scared of? I just spend it and then it's it's gone. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Nothing's actually happening to my body. Right? Because that's really all that that's really all that we're scared of is that something's gonna happen to our body. Right? It's like I'm gonna run out of money and I'm gonna be homeless and that's gonna feel bad for my body. Right? Like is is that's it. As long as your body feels okay, uh, then things are fine. Right? Like you know, you want your brain your brain is part of your body, you want that to feel okay. Physically, you know, you want to be warm and stuff. But like, really, as long as nothing happens to your actual body, it's not that bad. And I know a lot of people are like, a lot of people I've talked to, they're like, Renos? Now? And it's like, yeah, now. Like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? This is the other thing about the internet. You look at anything, anything. It's not just Googling, like, what's this weird mole and it telling you that it's cancer and AIDS, which it does. But, like, every, if you're like, hey, I want to, I was thinking about buying some new lights. Oh, don't do that, you fucking idiot. You might as well have cancer and AIDS. Oh, I was thinking about buying a car. What a fucking idiot. Why don't you just give yourself AIDS and cancer? Oh, I invested my money and in, you did that? You dumb fuck. That's like you might as well just kill yourself or get cancer. That's every answer to everything on the internet. So don't ever question anything you do. Just do it and then just like wait to see if something happens to your body. And if nothing happens to your body, really, it's okay. Like it's going to be okay. That's my advice. Anyway. If you have uh, a fuck-up you'd like to write out, write in about, email me at sifupod7 at gmail.com. That's sifupod7 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, Stuff I Fucked Up. And uh, give me a rating on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever. Podcast addict. Are you an addict? Are you addicted to podcasts? Well, check me out on there, because apparently I'm on there. Uh, that's it for this week. Might have a stuff you fucked up later on this week. Got to get my shit together. Anyway, I, uh, I hope you've enjoyed my tale of woe. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.